Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. It's another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. Tonight, we are reading book number six. And the book is called The Tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle. And of course, this is book number six. If you're just joining us, we are reading the entire World of Peter Rabbit series by Beatrix Potter. We already read the piggy one. I read you, Mrs. Tiggywinkle, the tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle, but we didn't do a sleepyhead story. So you already heard this. We didn't do it for everybody else, for our friends. Oh. Oh. So we have to read it again, okay? You can just lay back and chill if you want during the story. Okay. I know you're getting sleepy. So yeah, guys, if you're just joining us, like I said, this is book number six in the Peter Rabbit series. We are reading all the books. And also, we will be releasing on Tuesday night a YouTube video of a little experiment we did that was inspired by this book. So make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel, Sleepyhead Stories. The words are going in my ears. Oh my gosh. All right, let's get started, guys. Inside it says, For the real little Lucy of Newlands. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Lucy who lived at a farm called Littleton. She was a good little girl, only she was always losing her pocket handkerchiefs. One day, little Lucy came into the farmyard crying. Oh, she did cry so. I've lost my pocket handkerchiefs, three handkerchiefs and a penny. Have you seen them, tabby kitten? So handkerchiefs, if you don't know, they're like little cloth napkins. And a penny back in the day was like a little white apron you would wear over your dress. Had ruffles. Like the thing when you're cooking. Yes. Like I watch, like, like I watch Ben and Holly's Nanny Plum wears little apron with a tie on the back. Yes, similar to that. The kitten went on washing her white paws. She hadn't seen the handkerchief or the penny. So Lucy asked a speckled hen, Sally Henny Penny, have you found three pocket handkerchiefs? But the speckled hen ran into a barn, clucking, I go barefoot, barefoot, barefoot. (laughs) What is she talking about, that chicken? Maybe she wants her shoes back. Maybe. (laughs) And then Lucy asked Cock Robin, sitting on a twig, Cock Robin looked sideways at Lucy with his bright black eye, and he flew over a stile and away. Lucy climbed upon the stile and looked up at the hill behind Little Town, a hill that goes up, up into the clouds, as if though it had no top. A great way up the hill, she thought she saw some white things spread upon the grass. 
So a stile, guys, Lucy is sitting on top of a stile, which is another word for a little stone wall. And she's looking up at this big hill. Lucy scrambled up the hill as fast as her stout legs would carry her. She ran along a steep pathway up and up until Littletown was right away down below. She could have dropped a pebble down the chimney. She's high up that hill. She must be exhausted. Probably. Presently, she came out to a spring bubbling out from the hillside. A spring is like another word for like a tiny stream or creek. Someone had stood a tin can upon a stone to catch the water, but the water was already running over, for the tin can was no bigger than an egg cup. And where the sand upon the path was wet, there were footmarks of a very small person. Lucy ran on. The path ended under a big rock, the grass was short and green, and there were clothes, props cut from bracken stems with lines of plaited rushes and a heap of tiny clothes pins, but no pocket handkerchiefs. So she, she ran up, she saw a door in the middle of a rock, like a big boulder, and then there was also like clothes lines made out of twigs and rope to hang up clothes. But there was something else. A door straight into the hill, and inside, someone was singing. Lily white and clean, oh, with little frills between, oh. Smooth and hot, rusty spot, never here be seen, oh. Mm. Who's singing in there? Mm. Lucy knocked once, twice, and interrupted the song. A little frightened voice called out, Who's that? Lucy opened the door, and what do you think there was inside the hill? A nice, clean kitchen with a flag floor and wooden beams, just like any other farm kitchen. Only the ceiling was so low that Lucy's head nearly touched it, and the pots and pans were small, and so was everything there. There was a nice, hot, singy smell, and at the table, with an iron in her hand, stood a very stout, short person, staring anxiously at Lucy. Her print gown was tucked up, and she was wearing a large apron over her striped petticoat. Her little black nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle, and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and underneath her cap, where Lucy had yellow curls, that little person had prickles. Prickles coming out of her cap. Who are you? said Lucy. Have you seen my pocket handkerchiefs? <laughs> the little person made a bob curtsy. Oh, yes, if you please. My name is Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Oh, yes, if you please. I am an excellent clear starcher. And she took something out of a clothes basket and spread it on the ironing blanket. Mrs. Tiggywinkle, she is a laundry person like a dry cleaner. What's that thing? said Lucy. That's not my pocket handkerchief. Oh no, if you please. That's a little scarlet waistcoat belonging to Cock Robin. And she ironed it and folded it and put it on one side. That chicken that was saying, I'm going barefoot, I'm going barefoot is funny. Yeah. Maybe he lost his... 
Then she took something else off a clothes horse. Isn't that my penny? said Lucy. Oh no, if you please, that's a damask tablecloth belonging to Jenny Wren. Look how it's stained with currant wine. It's very bad to wash, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. So she doesn't wash it? Well, she's trying to get the stain out from the wine. She's saying it's very hard. Oh, so it's like when we watched um um the one with um number um what number was it? The one with Benjamin Bunny and Peter. That yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that thing that he was holding and is cutting things on it. Him. Not yet. Let's that see. That he was holding um the handkerchief. The, yeah. The, no, um, this was a tablecloth. Let's keep reading. Mrs. Tiggywinkle's nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle, and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and she fetched another hot iron from the fire. There's one of my handkerchiefs, cried Lucy, and there's my penny. Mrs. Tiggywinkle ironed it and goffered it and shook out the frills. Oh, that is lovely, said Lucy. So somehow Mrs. Tiggywinkle had her missing clothes. So. And what are those yellow things with fingers like gloves? Oh, that's a pair of stockings belonging to Sally Henny Penny. Look how she's worn out the heels with her scratching in the yard. She'll very soon go barefoot, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. <gasps> so that was what she was saying. She was missing her socks. Why, there's another handkerchief, but it isn't mine, it's red. Oh no, if you please, that one belongs to old Mrs. Rabbit, and it did so smell of onions. I've had to wash it separately. I can't get out the smell. There's another one of mine, said Lucy. So that was the handkerchief that was Peter's when he was with Benjamin Bunny. Mr. McGregor's yard. You remember he had to wear a handkerchief because he lost his blue coat? And then they put the onions in the handkerchief. And so she's saying the handkerchief stunk of onions. She had to wash it a bunch of times. What are those funny little white things? That's a pair of mittens belonging to Tabby Kitten. I only have to iron them. She washes them herself. There's my last pocket handkerchief, said Lucy. And what are you dipping into the basket of starch? They're little dicky shirt fronts belonging to Tom Titmouse, most terrible particular. And Mrs. Tiggywinkle said, Now I've finished my ironing, and I'm going to air some clothes. She does everyone's laundry. What are these dear soft fluffy things, said Lucy. Oh, those are woolly coats belonging to the little lambs of Skygel. Will their jackets take off? asked Lucy. Oh, yes, if you please. Look at the sheep mark on the shoulder. And here's one marked for Gatesgarth and three that come from Littletown. They're always marked at washing, said Mrs. Tiggywinkle. So she washes all these people's clothes, even the sheep's coats. And she hung up all sorts and sizes of clothes, small brown coats of mice, and one velvety black moleskin waistcoat, and a red tail coat with no tail, 
belonging to Squirrel Nutkin, and a very much shrunk blue jacket belonging to Peter Rabbit, and a petticoat, not marked, that had gone lost in the washing, and at last the basket was empty. So we know Benjamin Bunny. I mm-hmm. mean, we know um, that squirrel. What's that squirrel name? What is it? Squirrel Nutkin. So she squirrel? she washed his stuff, but it doesn't have a tail on its petticoat because he doesn't have a tail. But he couldn't have been nicer to that old that old um that old owl, and then he couldn't have got his tail cut off. Yeah. He'd still have his tail if he was nicer. Okay, let's keep reading. Then Mrs. Tiggywinkle made a cup of tea for herself and a cup for Lucy. They sat before the fire on a bench and looked sideways at one another. Mrs. Tiggywinkle's hand holding the teacup was very, very brown and very, very wrinkly with the soap suds all over and all through her gown and her cap. There were hairpins sticking out, but the wrong end out, so that Lucy didn't want to sit next to her. So Lucy's looking at Mrs. Tiggywinkle, and she's saying, hmm, her hands look kind of funny. And she's got these pins sticking out all over. But, you know, so she didn't want to get too close to her. She thought she would get pricked. When they had finished tea, they tied up the clothes in bundles, and Lucy's pocket handkerchiefs were folded up inside her clean penny and fastened with a silver safety pin. And then they made up the fire with turf and came out and locked the door and hid the key under the door sill. So Mrs. Tiggywinkle's locking up her laundry shop. It's time, it's the end of the day. Then away down the hill trotted Lucy and Mrs. Tiggywinkle with bundles of clothes. All the way down the path, little animals came out of the fern to meet them. The very first they met were Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny. We know them. We know them. And she gave them their nice clean clothes, and all the little animals and birds were so very much obliged to dear Mrs. Tiggywinkle. So that at the bottom of the hill, when they came to the stile, there was nothing left to carry except Lucy's one little bundle. They're back at Littletown. Lucy scrambled up the stile with the bundle in her hand, and then she turned to say goodnight and to thank the washerwoman. But what a very odd thing. Mrs. Tiggywinkle had not waited for either thanks or for the washing bill. She was running, running, running up the hill, and where was her white frilled cap, and her shawl, and her gown, and her petticoat? So all of a sudden, Lucy turns around to say thank you, and maybe to pay Mrs. Tiggywinkle for her services, and Mrs. Tiggywinkle just was running away, but she also didn't have any clothes on. She was running away naked. Maybe. Maybe. And how small she had grown. And how brown and covered with prickles. Why, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle was nothing but a hedgehog. <gasps> she was a hedgehog the whole time. I knew she was a hedgehog because there were spikes coming out of her. Yeah, you guessed it. That's what those pins were that Lucy saw. It was really her prickles. Now, some people say that little Lucy had been asleep upon the stile, 
but then how could she have found three clean pocket handkerchiefs and a penny pinned with a silver safety pin? And besides, I've seen that door in the back of the hill called Cat Bells. And besides, I am very well acquainted with dear Mrs. Tiggywinkle. The end. I think... I forgot my question. Do you think that Lucy dreamed it, that she fell asleep on the stone wall on the stile and dreamed it up, meeting Mrs. Tiggywinkle? Or do you think she really met Miss, the real Mrs. Tiggywinkle? I think it was not real because um, this book must be fiction because um, talking animals don't exist. <laughs> Well, maybe they do in Peter Rabbit's world, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed book number six, The Tale of Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. She's one of my favorite characters in the Peter Rabbit series. And we will be back next week with book number seven. (laughs) I I forget what it's called, sorry. But we'll be back next week. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, guys. We make our own laundry soap bubble mixture and we make some giant bubbles and we show you guys how to do it right that was pretty cool right all right good night everyone you want to say good night good night good night Every now and then, we get such sweet messages from loyal listeners thanking us for creating and sharing our podcast. They love letting us know how much their children and themselves are enjoying it, and they ask us to never stop making new episodes. And while we do not have any plans on stopping, one of the ways you can help support the future of this podcast is to become a supporter yourself. A lot of our spare time is spent putting this podcast together, and with the help from supporters, we're inspired to keep growing and creating more. Even if it's just a small amount of money, enough to get me a cup of coffee while I edit at night. If you'd like to become a supporter, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash sleepyhead. You can start contributing an amount as small as 99 cents a month. And it truly will help with the purchase of equipment, books, web fees, and other expenses that come along with having a podcast. There is even a supporter's gift package in the works as we speak. So thanks for your consideration, guys. We truly would appreciate you becoming a supporter. Hi, guys. Corey here from Sleepyhead Stories, and I have some exciting news to share with you all. We now have our very own website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. Hop on there with your parents to see things like pictures, listen to old episodes, purchase cool merchandise, or you can even reach out to us. And speaking of reaching out, we are now going to be giving shout outs to all our favorite listeners. Send us a message either on our website or an email to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com or a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook page, and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you have a birthday coming up, let us know, and we'll for sure wish you a happy birthday on the podcast. Also, guys, if you feel to do so, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. You can either leave us a starred review, or if you feel like it, you can write a full review out, 
and let everybody know how much you enjoy Sleepyhead stories. We would truly appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. We love what we do. We love reading books and we love sharing them with you all. Have a great day or a great night and we'll talk to you in the next episode.